Welcome to the Blockbuster Hall of Fame. We are here to talk about The Last Duel. But quickly before that, I'm going to let Seth cheer about getting the number one pick. And I'm going to let Ray cry about getting the number four pick. I have no tears left. (laughs) I screamed. My wife actually predicted the uh, order as it was happening right before. She called all the top four picks in a row. It was very exciting. I got tickets. I'm going to see them. Can't wait. All right. So I just had to get that out there. Uh, Mavs keep their 10 pick. I'm happy. Uh, Yeah, basketball talk, guys. But speaking of basketball, we're going to go to an era where basketball did not exist. It's like, where is this transition going? (laughs) The Crusades. So we watched The Last Duel. came out in 2021. Um, I'm going to go into a little bit why this movie was not as big as it should have been. So this movie was a casualty of the Disney Fox film division merger. So because this movie was already created, it was rated R, did not fit in with Disney ideals. Hence why promotion for this movie was a little bit lackluster and it was kind of just like thrown out because Disney was like, yeah, it's searchlight pictures, but it's still going to have Disney before the searchlight pictures. And this is a rated R movie. It doesn't really vibe with us. So here it goes. And why? This movie was fantastic. A great Disney movie. Crapped all over it. Uh, sorry, my mouse overlords. Um, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoehorned a good movie into being irrelevant. Guys, what do we think about it? Jordan, start us off. For me, uh, a gritty, historically accurate movie. Like, a, a non, like, basically, a lot of these, uh, some of these characters, like, typically would be seen as a hero from a typical story of this time. And it's like, dude, no, th- this is toxic. So I, I enjoyed this very much. Oh yeah, Ray. What did you think? Uh, two things. First, Yorton said something like you you thought they'd be a hero, but then it's like no, there's no hero. Like I thought for the first two point of views, Matt Damon was like the sympathetic figure, and then it gets to his wife's p- point of view, her chapter, and I'm like, oh, he's actually kind of an asshole to her. Oh, okay, so he's not the hero. It's just, and I like that. I like that part of it. Um, I think. This movie is great, and it was never going to be a big, huge film based on the style of film it chose to be. And I think it's way too big a budget. I don't know what the budget is, but it feels like the budget was way too high for a film to be a- an art piece. Uh, budget was $100 million. It's not too uh, bad. Seth, this is your movie, your thoughts. I mean, I love it. I love the way it's everything about the structure of it. I love the uh, how you have the really quick, brutal, well-done action scenes that kind of give you a tease for the final you know, actual duel mm-hmm. at the end. So I love the build-up to that. And this is one of the few movies where I don't mind Matt Damon, and that's because you end up hating Matt Damon, and it just feels natural and right with the world. So, Did y'all hate yeah. Matt Damon? I mean, I, I, mean, I he thought he was a jerk. I was <laughs> rooting for him. Movie. I was rooting I mean, for him. I didn't think he was a jerk him. until the last chapter. No, it, 
I, I found him a bit whiny, is how I saw him. So rightfully so, though everything was earned. Yeah, but I I understand. Like just because you have the right to be whiny doesn't mean you should be whiny. You I know. <laughs> yeah, so, I'll be. Go ahead, Jared. Uh, so again, I really like this movie, and I was texting Seth about it. Uh, this is my, if I was a director, producer, writer, this is the exact way that I would tell my story. I would tell it, uh, in like chapters, like as I'm progressing the story, I am like, you know, breadcrumbing you up to the finale. So then the finale of this movie, the last duel was even more impactful because there were no questions going into the last duel. We had Everything we needed, everything we wanted, and then we were just there watching a fantastic fight. So, speaking of fantastic fight, oh, Jordan, go ahead. Well, if we're bringing, okay, uh, continue going if we're talking about fights, because that's what I want to really bring up. All right. Oh, I was going to say, again, don't step on, you're stepping on my segue. I was segueing into our favorite fights. Speaking of fantastic fights, because he's final fights. Final fights. So, like the end fight of a movie. Favorite final fights of a movie. Uh, so I, because this movie is the last duel and the final fight of this movie is just amazing, which we'll get into, Jordan, don't worry. But what are some of your favorites? Give me one or two of your favorites. Uh, Seth, are you? Did you keep lowering down the number here? You started at two, three. Now it's one, two. All right. This All was right, hard. Because Ray I... only had one. So that's why I was trying hey. to. I had totally uh, homework 15 minutes ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So I off, had six on top of my head. It's so okay. Off the cuff, I already have two of mine. Uh, the final fight in Avengers Affin- Infinity War, where they uh, encounter Thanos on Titan. Um, Thanos just out there dropping bars. Right. Okay, I know you like Infinity War more than Endgame, but you cannot say the Endgame fight was not as You have the wrong infight by the uh, Infinity War fight anyways. It is totally Thor when he comes Guys. in. That Guys. is easily the best fight in that whole movie. You need to understand, though, Jared was rooting for Thanos that movie. That's why he likes that fight. Uh, Thanos threw a fucking moon at the Avengers. I don't know. For or me, it into a rock song, like a yeah. WWE wrestler. Dude, that was okay. the... All right, we, all right, we, all when right. that scene happened <laughs> in the movie, the, my whole theater stood up and cheered. That was how awesome that scene was, the fight. <laughs> yes, and when he screamed that, everyone went ballistic. So, sorry, Jared. No, wrong Jared's fight right, was in that great, movie. Jared's pick is... There's a lot of great moments in those movies, so he's yeah. not wrong. Oh, yeah, I got to go with that. And of <laughs> course, no, I, I'm still laughing at the WWE thing. That's awesome. Um, and then, of course, I got to go with what I just referenced, John Wick. Uh, the final, the final fight of John Wick one is just perfect. Love, love yeah. the final fight. There's no fight in John Wick I'm really mad at. You could pick any fight. I'd be pretty happy. Oh god. Seth, you're just you just hate Seth, John Wick hey, three, which is that ending stuff. Yes. Like Seth. I'm just I'm actually disappointed in Jared right now. 
I I thought you're I thought I knew which one you were gonna pick and you didn't pick the movie I thought you were gonna pick so I was I'm a little disappointed. You I thought you're gonna go Revenge of the Sith. I'm not gonna lie. I thought you're gonna give me Obi Wan and Anakin there. That's what I thought you were gonna go with. No, because remember Anakin was murdered, and I was really he wasn't murdered. He was just cut down. No, no, he was murdered. <laughs> it was the no, assassination we... of his character. Hey, can I? <laughs> I have to go leave real quick because my daughter's being a, a butt. But I do want to say my pick real quick, and then I'll come back in a little bit. And you guys aren't going to guess it. It's Goon, the movie Goon, when he meets. Uh, have y'all seen the movie Goon? Yeah, I have not. There's this whole buildup where uh, this one dude, this old vet in the league, who just he's known for being just the dude who beats everyone up, and uh, the, our main character Goon is he wants to fight him, and the whole movie builds up to it, and. Right when the hockey game starts, they do, they just throw down their mats, their their gloves, and start fighting each other. But they circle each other, and it's really built up really well. And anyone who's listening who has seen Goon knows what I'm talking about, and it's great. So I apologize. You're gonna see me walk away real quick. I'm in, I'm in my underwear, so I apologize. Don't look at the screen. <laughs> All right, so Seth, give me your two. Okay, my two. All right, I'm going to go with uh, Return of the Jedi, I guess, because of nostalgia's sake. I absolutely love that fight between Vader and Luke at the very end. Absolutely do. And uh, this was hard. All right, I'm not going to lie. The moment you said this, I had like six, so this is hard. But I'm going to go, I guess, with Rocky, the first movie, Rocky, solely because, like, you know, it set the whole boxing franchise and boxing movie standard afterwards not to mention i absolutely love the whole the point wasn't even to win the fight it was just to survive the fight all right so if we're picking bad bad final fights it's okay jordan <laughs> so i am going to go i'm actually going to go with kick ass when <laughs> hit girl goes in the hallway and goes berserk and i just love it because you've never seen quite a small little character just go and annihilate a whole bunch of people like crazy. And so that's going to be on one of my picks. And then, one. yeah. And then the other one is the Kingsman. And I'm going to have the church scene in the Kingsman with an awesome, amazing soundtrack to go with it. So, yeah. All right. Kingsman. So thank you, Jordan, because he- King decided this duel had to happen for our next topic. Dude, dude the king was excited for that fight, man. He was like, I what? Know. I can do this? Let's I do can, this! I cannot <laughs> serve that king at all. Uh, man. So, And that's why this? I enjoyed this movie, because it's like, damn. Political sorry. He wanted this duel to happen. Seth, you had some thoughts in the group chat about what are the top three things that make you want to duel somebody? Okay. I my reasons, those are not my three reasons. I'm not sharing those. I said to you. But uh I, I am uh, I would I decided I wasn't going to uh treat this podcast as a therapy session. So I'm just gonna go ahead and say my three movie takes instead. I'm gonna amend that for the duel thing. And uh, the first one that is the least controversial is that Gladiator is the best movie of its kind. The best sword and sandal movie is Gladiator, hands down. I don't think anyone's really going to argue that, though. So, you know, 
that notice. Carter goes to Mars. I'm just joking. Keep All going. right. So I Seth, couldn't take that. Other two. So that that's sorry. my I, number one reason I, to do it right there. Uh, <laughs> Y'all see now why, why someone's wanting to deal with this. My second reason is that Daredevil director's cut is not only a better version of Daredevil, it's actually a legitimately great movie. I oh will I will die on that hill. God, I right. see the alone. director's cuts, but I'm curious now. Hey, no, I have okay. a question for you. Is the whole choreographed swing set or yeah, the when they're the playground. Kids playground. Is that still yeah. in the movie? Uh, yeah, I think it's in the. Okay, then it's still terrible. Okay, I, I enjoyed it to be honest because I liked the little fl- flirty yes. fl- uh, play with it. It was so, great. I hate people who hate on that. Basically, <laughs> the awkward sex scenes taken out of the movie, though, and I actually but, really like that, especially for the reasoning why it's much better in the director's cut. But yeah, and then my third take or my third reason why I would want to duel someone is uh, that Street Fighter belongs in the Hall of Fame. Yes, I agree. All right. So, uh, Jordan, what are your top three reasons? <laughs> I really don't know. I didn't even, I saw this like right before I got on. Top, top three reasons that. <laughs> I don't know. I was late on my prep work, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. I own it. I own it. I, I, why would I want to duel someone? I, I have no desire, basically. Number one reason I want to duel somebody, not even kidding, legitimately, if they say the NBA did not make the Heat win the 06 series against the Mavs, David yeah. Stern stepped in. I'm adding that one to my list. It like come on, bro. Come on, bro. Dwayne Wade set the record for the most free throws in a game in the playoffs. Come on, bro. The Phantom oh, Fouls. Tim Donaghy was even like, oh no. So if anybody's like, oh no, that was legitimate. The Heat won. No, dude. Watch, we're fighting. Just watch the game. Dirk landed four feet away from Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade fell, and the refs called a foul on Dirk. No, Dwayne Wade punched Dirk in the belly. It was just like the most. Re- I, look, don't get me started on that series. Go ahead. So no, 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 no. That's that's number one. I'm fighting over that one. Um, and then like mine all have to revolve around sports because for some reason, even though I hate sports, that's where my passion lies. Uh, number two is the Tuck Rule Game O2 playoffs. <laughs> it's not a rule, bro. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. I am fighting. <laughs> Tuck rule is not a rule. And now now legitimately it's not a rule. So it's like it's so stupid. It's so stupid. It no. O two playoffs. Raiders got robbed. I'm fighting over that I'm, one. I'm, I'm with saying, you because the Rams would have won the Super Bowl had that not happened. So it would have been great. Would have been fantastic. Okay. So on to number three. Oh man, this one, this one, this one is uh, a little bit of copium on my end. Because it also, again, has to deal with the Dallas Mavericks. Um, when it comes to... Dirk should have retired early. He, he shouldn't have kept it going that long. I will... Come on, guys. He, I love Dirk. He's my favorite player of all time. He set our franchise back by those last two years. He should have just retired after we drafted Luka instead of trying to play with him. Damn. Right. All right, all right. So, any intelligent person who thinks James Bond is a code name 
is we're dueling. Um, that is right, not a killer let's name. Let's duel then, Ray. <laughs> How could you be? We've already done this. It's so dumb. His codename is Devil This argument. His codename is 007. Why would he have two code names? It's so stupid. Let, let, let's go. Let's quarter, end this in a duel, Ray. This is a quarter. No, oh my god! It's so stupid. It's so stupid. Um, <laughs> he has a grave that says his name. Okay, never mind. His family's last name is Bond. Okay. Um, LeBron James. People who think LeBron James is better than Jordan. Um, Oh, that's I'll a support good one. you. That's a I'll good support one. you in this. No, <laughs> because you played longer doesn't mean you're better. Um, then I'll go ahead and add the Mavericks in 2011. No, no, I'm not. Anyone who shits on the Rockets in 2018 for missing 27 threes in a row that pisses me off because that's not what happened. Harden made two of them. They didn't count. They were waved off when he was fouled. And uh, it was clear the rig was in. So, that's wow. it. Wow. Almost like the Warriors just got their comeuppance. Uh, Five years too late. Un- unfortunately, uh, their comeuppance. We've had more talk about it. sports than movies on this podcast. Yeah, let's get back to this right? movie. Let's go. <laughs> uh, hey, can you not stop? Like, Jordan, you're crushing my segues. Yeah, I'm just... Because we're going to go from King James straight to the king of this movie, which was our favorite Ben Affleck, Count Pierre de Alcyon. That's, was in this movie. That wasn't the king. That was He was the count. Oh, the count. Duh. <laughs> Alex Lothar was the king. <laughs> I wasn't going to tell him. I was just going to oh, let him have boy. it. I was, like, was oh, going to let him have the transition. I was like, oh. <laughs> Back-to-back tough episodes for Jerry Gibson here. It's all right. Guys, I love this movie. Tell me, tell me really, 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 how did you identify with the... Telling it from multiple viewpoints, because we've seen this done in different movies before. Uh, I remember Seth and I watched Vantage Point in movie theaters that did the same thing, and it sucked. Uh, <laughs> the movie told the same story from three different perspectives. Did, did this help or hurt it for you? Here's what I'm going to say about it. The reason why I really like the way they did it, because they didn't necessarily do it. The view that they did where a lot of times that's how the movie does that. This is how it, this is where they saw or what they saw or anything. This is more how the person interpretates it and remembers of it. And it's much more because this is about an actual courtroom case, how they would have been presenting their case at court. And so I really like the route that he took in this movie with that. Well put, Jordan. Well put. Seth? Yeah, so like, to kind of tie, tie onto that, is that like, they didn't repeat scenes so often that I got annoyed, where I'm like, oh, great, cool, we get to watch this part again. So they were really good at... Yeah. Yeah, and so they were good about showing things with slightly different twists. Each version got a couple new scenes. So you got a little bit more perspective in it. And like one of the I think one of the coolest things upon rewatching it for me, because this is my second time watching it, is there's a scene early in the movie, I think it's Darren Legree's, Jock Legree's point of view, but it's where he's at the orgy with Pierre and he's chasing the girl the girl around the table and everything like that. And it's a consensual sex thing, but it is 
It is yeah, that's quite... in the... yeah, that's in chapter two. Yeah, yeah chapter two. but it's almost the exact replay of what happens when he goes to visit Marguerite, except that it's not a game anymore. And it's like, so you can kind of see how he might view it that way. Not that it makes any 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 better, because uh, it's still very obvious what it is. And it's like, oh, this is this is awkward. Even what is happening from his perspective? Did you, uh, did you just? Did you, just you got to hear both sides. Jock Legree. No, I did not. <laughs> I'm just saying it was it was interesting to actually see that how like, he the way interpreted that, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I know. I'm giving Seth our time. Right? Yeah. No, definitely not doing that. I thought, I for sure thought his his side of the story, it wouldn't have been rape. But like it was clearly rape, and both times you see it, you know, it was just weird. I thought for sure one of the stories was gonna be like, well, from my point of view, it wasn't rape, but it's like, no, bro, that was clearly rape, and it there's not like he there's no sympathetic qualities about him at all, and I thought maybe it would be leave more question in the audience mind as to like, well, which one happened? But you know for sure the rape happened when the movie's over because you saw it happen twice. And when right I- to your point on it, I felt like on his viewing of it, it is actually quite common on some romance novels and stuff where they're like, oh, the woman gets swept away and everything. It had almost that feel almost of that. that. Yeah. yeah, but at the same time, you're like, Wait a second, not quite right on it. So that's what I really like from the perspective of it because that's how he interpreted it in his head. Okay. And when you yeah. go ahead. And when you see that the orgy scene that was consensual that mimics it and mirrors it, but then you also have him when he's like confessing and he goes like, Well, she had to protest a little bit because she's a lady, so like mm-hmm. but it was still legitimate. And it's like you hear that whole uh, you know, oh she said no, but she she said no, no, and it's just ugh, that cringy argument. Can we talk about their uh, their science about how women <laughs> get impregnated. Uh, that's yep. That <laughs> not, they have to not, orgasm for it to uh, get pregnant, uh, right? No, I, I, <laughs> hey man, I, uh, Ed, that was tough. That was tough to, to go through, and I think what Ray had actually said. Um, in our group chat, it's just like there's never been a good time to be a woman. Um, yeah, and I, I like, it's, it's terrible, man. And even at the result of the duel, like if her husband, uh, John de Caru, Caru, uh, Caruge, Caruge, okay, even if John de Caruge, if he if he lost the duel and died, like she would die too because. Not just die, bro. Burned alive. Like, come on. Just because of the accused. And I'm just like, because it's like God's will. Like, the winner of the duel, it's God saying this who told the truth. I don't know. It's ridiculous. So, uh, we talked about the different perspectives. That was really cool, especially to see it from um, all three. And now let's really get into the last duel. Because it's something that we've talked about in this podcast before that when it comes to like violence and action it's cool if it's just like you know quick short no need to like linger on it and the whole movie was just like quick and short violence graphic a little bit but quick and short but then when you get to the last duel it is emphasized jordan go off i know you wanted to talk about the duel 
So for one thing that I really liked about this movie with the fights, the armor actually works the way it's supposed to. How rare do we actually see movies where the armor actually works correctly? Okay, Jordan, them and everything. Jordan, I got to stop you here. This is a movie podcast and you're trying to bring logic into it. And you also said James Bond was a code name. Yes. Mm. And okay. Sorry. Back yeah, to the I, movie. Well, <laughs> anyways, but that, that was one of the, the big things I liked about and the fact that whenever you got those kills and everything, it's for the, more of them sneaking blades into the in between the armor and stuff like that. Or just brute force hammered someone to death pretty much but yeah uh especially the the last fight that that just went like it shows how brutal type of combat that is and you're just slugging it out with someone it is not clean or peaceful or like someone doesn't instantly die it, it, it's a painful way to go man seth what were your thoughts on the the last duel the titular last duel so I think the part about this movie, or the part about the duel I like the most, the action was really good. It's very, it's very brutal. It lasts. It's not doing the same thing over and over again. It's not just like swinging a sword. They change it up. They change the pace of it up. But I think the part that I loved most was the weird, complicated feelings you have watching the duel because, like, you're very clearly going for Matt Damon, the Cruz's character, because you know you want you know Marguerite to live. But at the same time, he's an asshole, and he's actually just doing this for his own pride. So you don't really like him either. And, I mean, like, I don't want that guy to like. He got all praise and glory for it. And I'm like, screw you, dude. You're kind of an a-hole. And a whitey one at that. And so I like the emo- the complexity of the emotions. Even though it's very clearly you're going for him to save her. I like that even though if you don't like Cruise, you still feel like, oh, man. Especially when you're first watching, you don't know what's going to happen. It's like, oh crap! Oh, he's about. I thought he was gonna die at least three times. I thought he was legitimately gonna mm-hmm. die, and I was like, oh, this lady's getting burned. Uh, and I just like the emotional stakes that the this final fight to put up there and make it feel genuinely frightful, especially for a character I didn't care about. So, Ray, what were your thoughts on it? Well, to build off that, it was I think really Scott just knows how to build tension really well, and like I thought both guys were going to die like four times. Like when the <laughs> horse falls on his leg, you know, you're like, oh, what's, what's he going to do? There's nothing he can do. And, you know, he finds a way. And then there's just many times where I was like, I don't know who's going to win. Like, I, I'm i clutching my pearls. I don't know who, what's going to happen. But it just shows, like, as as inconsistent as Ridley Scott's career has been, where he's literally made, like, some of the best movies of all time, and then just some movies where you're like, what? It's... You give him a good script, and you're fine. Like, he's going to direct the shit out of it. And he got a good script this time. And the way he directed that that final fight was just really... It was like you were in the fight. Like, the camera's right next to him, you know? It was just, it was just a good fight. I don't know. And, Can I say, it also helps that you've got some great character actors in here. I know some yeah, of these people on the podcast <laughs> hate on Matt Damon, but... No, I, no. Yeah. Look. Matt Damon does hey, very I, little wrong. I've always no, hold on. I'm very supportive of Ben Affleck. Anytime they're together, they they hit home runs. We're gonna every time into, they're together. We're gonna get into actor talk. Uh, let's just go ahead and start now. I love the last duel. It was amazing. That final fight scene was awesome. It kept me on the edge of my seat. I didn't know who was gonna win, even though I was rooting for um, uh, Matt Damon. Damon. So, uh, speaking of Matt Damon, segue into Matt Damon. 
He was really good in this movie. Dude, he hit the gym, man. That dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, he looked really short. He looked great. I, he had the world's worst facial hair. <laughs> Why? Because he can't grow facial hair. So he doesn't look right with facial hair. And guess what? It was so bad. He actually, the prosthetics were so bad because they were trying to use different ones. He ended up breaking out into a rash and they had to use ice bags on his face in between some shots. See, because of the I, rash the, I, I didn't notice they were prosthetics. I just thought it was just the style to look stupid back in that time oh no they're they're prosthetics and they went through multiple prosthetics they went through so much like his face was so irritated i think you know both what, though, it, i feel like it works though because that that's how people would have bout breaks all the time at that time you don't have the, the cleansing products and stuff that you have now to to clean your face everyone's probably got mad acne breakout rashes and stuff. Oh, there's oh. no hyaluronic high, 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 acid. There's no retinol. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Matt Damon's really good. Uh, what do we think about Adam Driver? Uh, Seth, yes, he was. Uh, what do we think about Adam Driver? Adam Driver, he was awesome in this movie. He's, he's great in everything. And I don't think of him as a particularly handsome man, which he really kind of was in this movie. But it was just weird to have all these women fawning over him. And I'm just like, maybe they made the, the Dracula-esque long hairs work. He had a cape, too. He was just fucking Dracula in this movie. Let's just be real. But uh, um, yeah. he, uh, he, he was great in this movie, but it just kind of caught me off guard. I was like, oh, this is the guy you're all fawning after? Like, My, right oh, Seth, go ahead. You had a point. No, I was just going to say that I 100% agree with Ray on everything he just said about Jacques Legree being this, like, super handsome person. And I'm kind of like, Adam Driver? I mean, like, okay. I mean, he seems like a niche, a, you know, handsome, not yeah, a right. every woman handsome. And I so apparently, like, Ben Affleck was supposed to be his character initially. Like, that was the way it was written. And I'm like, that makes a lot more sense. Because I'm like, I can see Ben Affleck as eventually attractive, everyone's going to fawn over him type role. And... I, uh, but I'm going to tell you, Adam Driver just sold it anyways. Like he was so good at the yeah. acting part of this that it was like, I got over the fact that he's not a conventionally attractive, every woman fawning over him type male lead in this case. So, but you're absolutely right. He, he didn't Affleck, look ugly. He just didn't look conventionally attractive. Affleck was good in his role too. And I think it, I don't <laughs> know if you could have swapped those two characters, actors and stuff. It would have worked, but I think it worked out the way it was supposed to. But although yeah, I, would love to see, I, would, I would love to see a giant fight between Ben Affleck and Matt Damon yeah. at the end. That would have been so cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> the only thing I feel like we got robbed of was them fighting at the end. Jordan? Yeah, uh, I, I typically, I really haven't seen much with Average Driver, but I always talked about how good of an actor he is. And I was glad I saw this movie where I got a chance to really see, like, man, this guy does have some really good acting skills and everything. Uh, I think partly the reason why da Matt Damon looks short is because Adam Driver's like six three or six four something. Dude is friggin' tall. So yeah, in so, there, Netflix, so he's, he's just kind of like stuck between these two tall guys. Yeah. And plus the All fact right. that he bulked up, that he it sort of gave him more wide. of a squatty appearance. Yeah. I the only criticism was Adam Driver's voice in this movie. It felt like everyone else tried to like. Put on like a different accent to like fit the times or a different uh, dialect or a different like um, 
influx, but Adam Driver was just talking in his regular 2023 voice. Uh, yeah, I don't think anyone tried to do accents, but they did try to speak. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Uh, the dialect at least changing a little bit. But Adam Driver just, no, I'm going to talk regular. And so that's why I was like, ah, mm. I mean, nothing wrong with that. But I then think, if everybody else is doing something different. I think because he's supposed to be more presented as well-read and smooth and everything. So they gave him more of a natural way to speak rather than the other people who are more uh, formal. And I, I want to go with that. At least that's what I got from it. Okay, uh, Ray. Um, I don't know if we have a segment for this, so I'm just going to fit it in here. And oh, go ahead. My daughter, my, my daughter, I might have to leave here in a second again for my daughter. But um, part of me, like, this is, the, this is the best version of this movie. However, that's old, Claire. No. However, there is a part of me that really wants to see the blockbuster film version of this movie where it's just one straight story all the way through it's more popcorn entertaining jared i want to see it i'm not saying it's better but i'm just saying it's something i would like to see in the style of like a braveheart or something where it's like just tell the story don't give me point of views tell me this epic story with this awesome fight at the end i would just want to see what that would look like Braveheart, the three-hour movie that we just got to yeah, see. No, no, this movie does not... What, was like, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and Adam Driver? That would have been awesome. So, no, but I mean, my only criticism is that then you have to knock an hour in some... Cha- like, you probably get to knock an hour off this movie. It's a two-and-a-half-hour movie, but the way that the story was told, it doesn't feel like two-and-a-half hours, but it... A two and a half hour, just like single continuous line in this style. It just like yeah. I just said, this is the better version of the movie that we got. What we got, I'm just saying, I want to see it because I think it would have been more audience friendly and probably would have made more money. And Body. also, I just want to fucking see it. Just go watch Kingdom of Heaven. No, uh, I watched it in high school. I didn't know what was happening. I need to rewatch it. <laughs> so, are we are we are we saying the one criticisms we have of the movies? I have one crit- one thing that could have made the movie better. All right. If they had casted Russell Crowe instead of Matt Damon, would have made the movie ten times better. All right, mute. All right, so Seth, he can grow facial hair. Is no longer joining us for the uh, next episode. Uh, Jordan, any criticisms, nitpicks? I'm going to criticize that comment because I don't see (laughs) Russell Crowe being that whiny. That the reason, one of the reasons why I didn't like him. Oh, I liked him because I. the whininess didn't bug me because it wasn't whining. It was legit like, this is so fucking unfair. This is such bullshit. And he was like legit. Like he had he handled it better than I would have handled it, to be honest. I would have been whining way more. So, um, I mean there were there were a couple nitpicks in this, but overall, I think we all really enjoyed this movie. Um you know, guys, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Uh, Jodie Comer, loved her in this. She is fantastic. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it was just a great cast all together. Anything else on the actors before we move on to the categories? Nope. The next thing I'm going to say great. about an actor is going to be an MVP talk. So I'll save it for that. Oh, okay. So um we're gonna nominate best scene obviously the nomination the titular last duel um 
and that's probably going to be our winner, but there are still some other good scenes in this movie. Um, honestly, I really, really loved... Uh, I not There's not really one particular scene, but I really love the interactions between uh, the crew and Legree. Because uh, they were like sprinkled out throughout the movie, so there's no like one real scene that stands out, but like all of them together, just like seeing their interactions together and then hearing each other's viewpoints from those interactions. Like he's a dick to me, and it was like, no, he's a dick to me, and it's just mm-hmm. really good seeing that. And there's like I hate that there's like one scene I can pick from that from their interaction. Um, and then of course the uh, trial scene that was really intense before the scene before they announced the last duel. Those are my picks. Uh, Jordan, do you have anything you want to nominate? I just want to talk about a, uh, the fact that they had lawsuits and they sued the person in this movie. And I enjoyed the fact that, yeah, they, they showed how they, this ship movie did a great way of showing how the how the legal system works at this time. And I, it's not going to amaze anyone or anything, but it's just like one of those cool things that I like that they added. Oh, yeah. Seth, anything else you want to nominate? No, and it's because the way that the movie's shot with three different versions of kind of the same story, it kind of takes away any one particular scene standing out over the others other than the duel itself. Like it all builds up to it. So everything's building up to that emotional moment. So I don't really have any best scene that's going to top that. Uh, Ray, any other nominations? It's got to be the last duel. I mean, it's literally. The I mean, scene. yeah, I was just. If Roll credits. Any, any other scene that you wanted to like talk about or like nominate? Because of course we're all picking the last duel. There's just, I just think there's a lot of great scenes. I like any time Matt Damon has to confront both of those characters, Ben Affleck and Adam Driver. And I don't know. I think there's a lot of scenes you could pick from. They're, they kind of, I don't know. They're just all well acted and really good. The best scene is definitely The Last Duel. It was brutal. Uh, Jordan talked about it earlier, how the it was like a realistic um, fight scene from that era. Because how they went in in between the armor, blunt force trauma, horse are just randomly falling. Oh, horse is dead now, and just things like that. It's it was insane. And then the gr- most gruesome way to go out, knife through the mouth with the knee. Ah, buddy, that was intense. Seth, you bury the lead on that. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Uh, last duel is our. Best scene, MVP of the movie. This one may be a little bit difficult because even though I had a nitpick about Adam Driver, he was really good though. Even though I was like, hey, but Jordan did a little bit of explaining, so it makes it make a little bit more sense. So, um, Seth, you were shaking your head, so I'm picking you first. Who's MVP? It's Jody Comer. I'm gonna tell you why. All right, pronounce if I mispronounce your name, my apologies. Uh, it's like the first thing I've seen her in. That's not Star Wars, and we don't talk about that movie. Uh, I don't, I don't, I, I really, I just looked at her filmography. I haven't. This is the only, other than Rise of Skywalker, which I don't want to talk about. This is the only movie I've ever seen her in. Uh, but no, here's the thing. She had, I think, the hardest job acting out of the whole movie, and she also had the one role in which was pivotal for the movie to work, and that is you had to have somebody for you had to like her. And you also had to see her through the eyes of two different people and then her own perspective on things. And she also had to convey all the 
pain, embarrassment, humiliation, and everything that went with everything. And then she also had to deliver what to me was afraid was always going to become the most controversial line in which she was talking about, you know, when she gave birth, that maybe she would have preferred to stay silent just so she could, you know, not have to risk not being able to be a mother. And I was afraid people were going to take that the wrong way. But she delivers it so well that I don't think you actually have to worry about the controversy of it. And she's also the only character in the whole freaking movie that you don't want to see die. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well put. Well put. Um, I will also go with Jodie Comer as well um, because I felt like she did have to play a couple different characters, per se. Not as much as, you know, we're talking about um, the guy from Split, uh, John McAvoy uh, from Split, not uh, having to play James. that. James, sorry, not John. John Malkovich, sorry. Uh, James uh, James McAvoy, where he played, like, literal different characters, but I feel like Jody had to play different characters depends on who was telling what side of the story, uh, a little bit of nuance on how she reacted or how she acted. So, yeah, I agree with Seth. Jody, who do we got, Jordan? You know what? I do agree with uh, Seth about the whole, like, Jody does play the only person that, like, is likable. And has in this movie depends on the fact that you like, well, but man, sometimes I like a bastard. And dude, Pierre de Lacron, Ben Affleck's character, man, god, that what an ass that I just enjoyed when he was on the movie. Because I, I love, I love how you just said, you know what, sometimes I love a bastard. Like, what? what? That's what made the movie like for me, sometimes characters in movies like just a good bastard it's just like makes the movie interesting and dude he did a great job of putting these two characters who probably would never have had any conflict with each other putting them against them just to be like hey i just need to get things done and i don't want anyone to pay attention to me i'm just going to have this squabble go on and boy oh boy he yeah all right, Ray, who is your pick for MVP? It's got to be a co-MVP. It's Ben Affleck and Matt Damon because they were great in the movie, obviously, but also they shaped this movie into being what it was. They, If you don't know like how this movie was written, they each wrote their chapters. So Matt Damon wrote his character's chapter. Ben Affleck wrote um, Adam Driver's chapter. And then they right. hired a female writer oh, to write maybe it's me. the ladies chapter. And I thought it was really cool. They did that. And like, so they literally, they wrote the movie and they, oh, sorry, I don't know what happened. Jordan just disappeared. Um, they wrote the movie and they were also really great in the movie. So I think it's them. They're, they're co-MVPs. So Jody is our winner. We had two votes for Jody. Uh, MVP of the movie. But Ray does have a very good point. Um, still not changing my vote, but Ray, thank you for bringing that up. MVP is Jody Comer. Good job. Uh, she's fantastic, and she's just getting her um, film career, not TV. She's been doing TV for a while, but her film career is just now taking off, so that's awesome. Um, okay, so next category. You know what time it is. Who are we on this road trip with? Because, I mean, there is no Russell Westbrook award. I feel like there's only one oh, choice. Oh, six man. Oh, six man. Yes, thank you, Seth. 
Uh, six man, I forgot. So for me, I'll go ahead and get us started. I don't know. I just felt like Ben Affleck was the best six yeah. man. He's a six man to me. He he was really good. Um, shout out to his blonde hair. I would have loved to see a young Ben Affleck in that role. A young like face Ben Affleck with that bleach blonde hair. That would have been perfect. I just ugh, that would have been perfect. But yeah, shout out like Ben Affleck, six man for me. Ray, you get your mouth open. Oh, I was just thinking. I I, I saw like paparazzi photos of this movie before like while it was being filmed and it (laughs) out in the daylight with them looking the way they look without the color correction that the film does it i was like this is gonna be the worst movie ever made (laughs) or really because it looked they looked ridiculous in the real world you know in the movie they did their magic and made it look all right but it's like i saw a picture of like Ben Affleck smoking a cigarette in his blonde wig, and I was like, "What are they filming? Like, this looks awful." I'm gonna share it to you guys in the chat, but uh, that's it's Ben Affleck. He's six man for sure. Jordan, uh, yeah, just give it to Ben Affleck. I had him as MVP, but yeah, just uh, I I guess another one that I'll just uh, six man since it isn't one of the main characters on it. I'm going to go with the King, King Charles character once again. Just one of those. I like how wormy and just like, yeah, yeah. Having a king is a bad idea. This is not a good form of government. <laughs> and no, I do want to say like uh, the queen. Her reactions during the fight. Every time they went to her face during the fight, I was just like. I, I imagine this is how people really react in these moments. So it's just like she was one of the few that had like her face that felt like true to life. Everybody in the crowd like kind of felt like extras, but like her face when they were like paying over to her and the king, like you could actually see like anguish and excitement and intrepidation, like all those things on her face. And I thought that was cool. Uh, Ray, or no, you already said Ray. Seth, it's you. So I think Ben Affleck deserves the award, but I want to give like at least a honorable mention for Six Man Award to her uh, Marguerite Lee Marguerite's friend. She is a great example of a terrible ass friend and people you don't want around you and people who are awful and you definitely don't. You just you don't need that negativity in your life, all right? She's like she said he you said he was handsome though, so he definitely didn't rape you. Is one hundred percent the absolute worst reaction to your friend saying I've been raped. I oof. Sucks to be a woman. Oof. I like that she even brought up you said he was handsome too. Yeah, I was like, what the hell? So, road trip. Who are we taking? Who are we leaving? I think this is an easy one because there's only one likable person in this movie. <laughs> yeah, Jodie Comer. Yes, it, uh, it's, but who are we who? That's more who are we leaving behind for sure. That's 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 this is the good part of. Okay, it. I, I know who I am leaving, and it is Matt Damon's character because I just get tired of him. <laughs> wow. Oh, you know what? Wait, hold on. I'm taking someone different, by the way. I'm not a taking hot, a hot take, Jordan. <laughs> I know. I'm just who are you me. taking? Hold I, on, I'm Seth gonna, something. Hold on. Yeah, I'm gonna take Pierre. Who's I'm that? going on a road trip with him. That's uh, Ben Affleck. He'd be yeah. fun. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I was gonna say that too. Yes, when you're his boy, yeah. he's hooking you up. 
Yeah. I mean, you saw. I... Some of this. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're, you're not wrong. He's good. He'll take care of but you if he likes he, you. But he's the guy that was set up for you to be backstabbed at the same time. Yeah. I mean, just don't be an annoying Matt Damon and you're good. No, so I he, felt like he set up Adam Di- Driver's character to have conflict with Matt Damon. So you, well, I didn't pick up on that at all. I think it's just because he didn't like Adam. I mean, Matt Damon. And to be fair, that's a natural feeling. But he like he just didn't want to uh, like he set up Adam Driver because he that was his friend. And he's like he didn't want his friend to be cool with a guy he didn't like. So yeah, I think there's a little I think bit. He of also hey. I also but, think because he because originally Matt Damon and Adam Driver were friends, and I think he was just like, you know what, get away from him, come with me, man. Okay, okay. So I'm just saying, watch out, man, <laughs> if you're taking him along. Ray, what about you? Uh, I'm taking Ben Affleck's character because he hooks your boys up. Um, <laughs> I mean, he give me land, give me. Uh, a lot of stuff, I guess. I don't know. Um, I don't want to go there. Um, but just say he treats his friends well. Um, I would not take... Is it Pierre? Is that who I'm talking about? Uh, Adam Driver? No, no that's, that's uh, Jacques Legree. Yeah, I'm not taking him. Because he's just one of the worst friends ever. Okay. So, I am taking Jody Comer. Respectfully. Uh, respectfully, you have to add that in there. <laughs> respectfully, respectfully, uh, pulling a ray, but being respectful. No, you're not. You know what? She just someone needs to take her to the town and just like let's have some fun and everything. She was at the whole time always stuck in the house and everything. She needs to explore the world. Yes, I I am leaving uh, Jacques Legree because. Clearly, he's going to do something illegal and then say, well, it wasn't illegal. It was, uh, they they gave me the money. I didn't take it from the cash register. They just handed it to me. Uh, no, no, dude. I'm keeping him at home. Uh, you know, I want to live dangerously on a road trip. I don't, I don't actually know for a 100% fact I want to go to jail. I wanted 50-50 shot. But with him, no, you're, we're, we're definitely going. Or you're dying. Really. <laughs> yes, that too. One or the uh, other. So no. Uh, awesome. All right. Now to the Rotten Tomatoes game. What did this movie get on Rotten Tomatoes and why? Our winner last week was Jordan. So guys, walk me through. What did, we, what did this get and why? Seth, start out with you. Uh, all right. So I want to go low because I don't remember this movie besides its critical, I mean, uh, commercial flop. I don't remember it getting really any love whatsoever either from critics. So I'm going to go a little low with this and I'm going to say, uh, 72. I think it's still a fresh movie. I just don't think it got a lot of critical love. Okay. Ray, what did this movie get on Rotten Tomatoes and why? This movie got an 89. Because it's awesome. And this is a critic movie. This is the movie critics love. However, there are, and there's just enough YouTube critics to not have it in the 90s. Why are you setting apart YouTube critics? Well, I would say modern critics that we think of, this is their type of movie. But these 
these I said modern the type of crit- critics that we're used to you know the newspaper critics stuff like that they love these type of movies I feel like now since everyone is considered a critic if you have a YouTube channel or a, a podcast a lot or a podcast yeah but I'm not verified to have a Rotten Tomato score on there just... I feel like they're gonna bring it down out of the 90s because they're young and don't get it maybe. I sound like old man right now, but you know what I'm saying. You do. Old man yelling at Cloud, okay, Abe Simpson. <laughs> get off my <laughs> review site. Yeah, just get off. Abe Simpson <laughs> over here. Uh, uh, Marble in this movie, so. Uh, Jordan, what if this get in a while? <laughs> I'm pretty sure anyone that's doing that, uh, uh, Marvel isn't getting a Rodden certification. But anyways, I'm, I'm probably going to go. I'm going to. Hmm. Because 89 was pretty much right where I was going. I'm going to go with an 86 on it. Because uh, okay, I do feel like... What? Oh, no, sorry. I, I thought you had my bad. Keep going. Uh, before Jared says anything, I just want to say something. Before Jared uh, announces. Yeah, because I feel like this movie, because it did, wasn't hugely talked about and everything like that, the critics who would go and review this one feel like so, sort of went out to review it. So I feel like it would still have a high score on that. What did, uh, um, Jordan, what did you say again? 86. Okay. And I, I hope Ray wins. That's just Thank what you. I wanted to say. Because um, what, was deserves... your, oh, Seth, what was your score? Oh, 72. Okay, I got to write that down so we don't forget. Okay, go. Okay, so audience gave this an 81. I hope okay. I too, by the way. Okay, I, I can kind of understand that because of the material. Like, not everyone is going to see this movie about... A rape or anything, or it's going to feel. Wait, real quick story on this. I walked out of the movie theater watching this movie, and someone walked out and they said these words. I kid you not. So, what was the truth? I wonder. And I'm just like, woman, woman, come on now. How did you watch that movie? Walk out of that movie theater and go. I wonder which side was telling the truth. What the heck? Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. So, audiences probably not all of them got it. I will also throw in what I'm going to start adding to my hosted episodes. The Metacritic score was a 67, so it is an actual aggregate on the point scale. Um, so they gave it a 67 on Metacritic um, based on 50 critic reviews. But the Rotten Tomato score, our winner is Jordan Martinez, because this movie got an 85. Dang it. Yeah, it's respectable. It's better than... I'm happy. Yeah, I've... I'm not Yorton one. Why are you happy? <laughs> I, well, I'm happy I that been, I did it. I would have been happier if Ray would have won because honestly, I really, I really, really love this movie. I, um, and I use like I'm not the biggest fan of period pieces. I'm not the biggest fan of like things like this, especially like the sepia tone of this movie. Um, but holy hell, the storytelling of this movie is perfect, man. Um, I'm definitely yeah. recommending it. To a friend, Ray, are you recommending it? I am. I want to push back on your sepia tone. I would say it's more saturated. There yes, wasn't a lot. Of yes, sepia. not sepia, saturated. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm recommending it. Absolutely. Jordan. Oof, because I I don't feel like I want to recommend this to like the general viewer, but boy oh boy, if someone mm. loves history movies or just Turn on like your camera for this, turn on your camera yeah. for this. I, I'm not joking on this because I, I don't feel like this is a movie that I feel like 
everyone's going to enjoy and everything. And I feel like I'm going to be a bit picky on who I'm going to recommend this movie to. But man, oh man, if I know they're big into history or something like that, this is a must watch for it. But, you know, there, there's definitely some people I'm going to be like, no, you, you shouldn't go watch this movie at the same time. So that's going to be my opinion on that. Seth? Uh, I'm going to recommend it to anybody, but with a slight trigger warning that of the content in case. Like, just a warning. Make sure you watch the trailer first so you know what you're getting into when you watch it. But I'll, I'd recommend it to anybody. Just make sure they know what the movie is. Don't. Yeah. No, this is not like a movie where I'm like, watch it without watching the trailers. Just go watch. Yeah, not yeah. that kind of movie. Do your homework. Yeah. Um, and thank you for bringing that up. Uh, that's one thing that I didn't even put in like the notes or the rundown or I didn't try and bring up because we were four dudes talking about uh, misogyny and rape. And I, yeah, no, kind of a little bit tone deaf. So, but yeah, trigger warning if you do watch this movie. Um, I am putting this in my Hall of Fame. Like again, I thought this movie had amazing storytelling um in the way that it went about it and the satisfaction of the last duel was just immeasurable. Jordan. Wow. Okay. So here's the problem because of our topic with it being because I do think this is a great movie and I'm glad it got the high run tomatoes for. But our category a blockbuster movie okay that was interesting I don't think it's going to fit because I don't feel like this is a movie that I'd be excited to watch over and over again on it but at the same time this is a greatly produced movie a topic that I feel like a lot of people need to understand and talk about but it's not going to my hall of fame because I just don't feel like this is a movie that I would want to sit down and get excited watching it again and again and again Yorton is absolutely right. I'm not going to replay this movie over and over again. This is one I might watch once every... Like, I might watch this movie two more times in my life, and that's it. You know? I just... As great as it is. Sorry, Seth. That's just... Like, how could you... How could this be something you're like, oh, I'm going to sit down and watch The Last Duel again? Like, that's here's just how it is for a movie like that. Here's why I'm saying that I, I actually think he should put it in the Hall of Fame. And, Ray, I think you specifically should. Because yeah. I think... By uh, your definition of if you're flip, you're flipping through the channels, you're on TNT, this movie pops up, you're probably going to stop and finish the movie and watch it solely because you know what's coming up at the end. Like, you know what it's all leading to, and you know how great that is and satisfying it is to watch that final fight. And that is the thing for me. I'm probably going to watch this movie once every couple years, voluntarily watch it, just because I, I, I love movies like this anyways. So it's not right up my alley for that. But if I'm flipping through the channels and I see this movie on, I'm stopping and I'm going to watch the rest of it because I know what's coming and I know it's great and it's going to be a fun time. And a fun time, not necessarily in the, wow, that's a Marvel movie, but like, wow, that was just really well done. That was some really good action. So I am actually voting for it to go in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Thank you for the drawing, Claire. That is amazing. That is, yeah, she said, show it to my friends. Um, uh, so That's a good amazing. Point. I mean, we, hold on. I want. I want to reply to Seth real quick. That okay. is a good point. I I think the acting and the writing of this movie is it's kind it's kind of like uh uh what's what's that movie I love with Tom Cruise and the lawyer uh a few good men. It's like a few good men. You just kind of get roped into the drama of it all, you know. And 
but I'm not choosing to watch this movie. I'm not excited about watching this movie, so I'm gonna I, I'm gonna stick with my answer. Uh, it all depends on Jared. Jared. This is this is Street Fighter 2.0. Oh no, I'm, I'm putting in the Hall of Fame, so it is a tie. Um, my tiebreaker has not seen it. Um, so it's going to sit in purgatory. This one's going to sit in purgatory because I don't <laughs> think many people have seen it. Um, so we have no confirmation for the Hall of Fame yet. Um, so yeah, this movie is in the Hall of Purgatory. <laughs> it's fitting because of the Crusades. Uh, <laughs> awesome. So, uh, guys, our next category. We did not officially decide. I made a suggestion last week. No, we'll go with that. Oh, I thought that was official. Oh, yeah. okay. I, we just went with it, man. It was a good yeah. suggestion. Okay, for the ladies, I am not ready because I, I again, I am big dumb. I'm ready. Uh, Ray's ready. So, Ray, do you want to go? Uh, you can take sure. And we just get back in order after this. Yeah. yeah, we get back. All right, so we're picking movies that I guess are good date movies and that women would enjoy as well because I don't think they're going to sit down and watch Braveheart, Highlander, and this back to back to back. Um, I'm going to go with Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Oh, hey, I haven't seen that since high school. I remember loving that movie, and I'm excited to revisit it again. I wonder if the last time you saw it was with me when Maybe. we saw it. But I, I, remember loving, I remember loving the soundtrack. I watched it over and over when it came out. Like, this movie just hits me. And maybe it was just at the age I was at, you know? I don't know. <laughs> this movie gets me, guys. This I, movie gets me. I want to know if I aged out of this movie or not. Hey, I mean, it's Michael Sarah, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, and it's been a while. I literally haven't seen it since theaters. So I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm down to watch it. I, it's going to be like new to me because I can barely remember it outside of like, Mm-hmm. Michael Sarah and Kat Dennings, respectfully. Seth um, isn't happy. Seth, you want to share? I'm, I'm not happy because I refused to watch that movie when it first came out, and I was never going to watch that movie, and now I have to watch that movie. And yeah. so, and that's be solely because of the names of the mm-hmm. two characters. Okay, all right. Save the story for the episode. Oh, right. Okay, there's a story there. I mean, not a huge one, but yes, I'll save it. I'll no, save the reason you- why I never wanted to watch it. Okay. Okay, so catch us next week, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Uh, the school year for us is all winding down because, for some reason, three of us work in education. Well, my school year is already over because uh, I work in higher education. Um, awesome. So that means we may get some more bonus episodes over the summer. So look for us. A uh, little bit of extra episodes coming out over the summer. Um, and of course, catch us next week for Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. And uh, go Heat. Go Rockets. Rockets. <laughs> <laughs>